Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Wine, Repeat, a podcast for all you wine lovers who, if you're like me, just cannot get enough of the good stuff. I'm Yanina Doyle, your host, brand ambassador, wine educator, and sommelier. So stick with me as we dive deeper into this ever-evolving, wonderful world of wine. And wherever you are listening to this, cheers to you. Hello, wine friends, and welcome to what is the first episode of my mini-series on South Africa. So many of you will know, earlier in this year, I visited Stellenbosch, Franschhoek, Bot River, Elgin, and I have loads to share with you. So many of the wineries I visited are going to talk to me over the next few weeks. So we are going to spend a few episodes in Stellenbosch. Now, why? I mean, like most parts of the Western Cape, it is breathtaking in its natural beauty. Just think luscious vineyards, stunning vistas, rolling hills. This place makes world-class wines. We're talking today specifically about Chenin Blanc. This is a place of history and culture. The vineyards date back to the 17th century. And as you'll hear in this episode, we'll be touching on the granitic soils of Stellenbosch, which are estimated to be about 400 to just 600 million years old. No biggie. <laughs> now, it's so easy to get to Stellenbosch. Just about 30 miles east of Cape Town, which is the capital city of the Western Cape province. And my God, Cape Town alone. I might add some extra bits in in the episodes as we go along so you understand how amazing this place is. It will take you around 45 minutes to an hour to drive from Cape Town to Stellenbosch. So no excuses when you visit South Africa. So today's episode, I'm talking with RJ Botha from Kleiner Zalsi. And oh my God, if you're looking for a romantic getaway, if you're looking for a piece of tranquility, of peaceful surroundings, getting out of the hustle and bustle of the city, but still being so, so close to the centre, I think, or oh, from memory, like 10 minutes in the car to get to the Stellenbosch Centre... You're going to hear about their 18-hole golf course, their amazing, amazing restaurant that needs to be visited. They have stunning views, like kind of most places in South Africa. It is a gorgeous place to drink, to relax, to eat, to play golf. It's stunning. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. We are really going in on Chenin Blanc and Old Vines. You're going to learn an awful lot. You're going to be diving to find a bottle of these wines. I am in love with them. So I really genuinely hope you enjoy this episode. RJ, when we met and you were taking me out on the beautiful tours through Stellenbosch, <laughs> I remember me asking you what your job role was. Now, my memory, if I'm correct, was that you are basically a glorified tea maker, um, a glorified taxi driver. But I feel like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. basically, that's, that is, that encompasses a lot of it, right? But th there's a little bit more to your job. So I feel like I just liked your explanation. Can you tell everyone listening what, what you do at Kleiner's Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my... My title is cellar master of Kleiner mm, yeah. Zalzer, so mm -hmm. I've been here for for eleven years now, and uh, you sort of grow into into the positions as you go on. Um, so at the moment, I look after basically everything that's got to do with production, um, mm -hmm. from the vineyards into the bottle where it gets a label and into a box, um, and then shipped off to our customers. Um, so all the winemaking, um, all the viticulture. And then all of, uh, you know, all the other little bits and pieces that come along with running an estate. Um, yeah. You know, sort of, sort of the day-to-day -day running of the, of the area that we are in, the winery, the, the, you know, the sort of the grounds that our winery are on. Um, and then I look after a couple of key markets, um, the UK being one yeah, of them. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I visit quite often. Um, I'll be there again at the end of June, beginning of oh, July, to come and have, a, have to taste some wine with with you guys and uh, mm -hmm. try and sell some wine, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, and then everything in between, eh? It's a <laughs> it's a fun job. It it, it 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 sort of makes life interesting. Um, you get to you get to work a lot with people, and uh, yeah, every day there's a new challenge, and uh, it's exciting. 
What's the favorite part? Is your favorite part around harvest time when it's all crazy and busy, or do you actually prefer the traveling? I, it's, you know, all, most winemakers complain when it's harvest. I love harvest. I think, <laughs> the, I think it's the best time of the year, you know, bringing in grapes. It's also the time where I have an excuse to tell people, leave me alone, it's harvest time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is, it is really, that is sort of the pinnacle of where we work towards, you know. In the vineyards, we're bringing in uh, the grapes to make wine from these specific vineyards. And it, it really is fun. You know, I, mm. I'm, I'm a big advocate of having fun. If you're not having fun, then it's probably not worth doing it. And uh, so we, we really try and have fun with our wines. We try and have, we are a, 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 a nice, we're a young team as well. You know, so we really try and keep things interesting. We play with a lot of things. We work with a lot of different vineyards, not only in Stellenbosch, but um, far out in the outreaches as well in different regions. You know, so it, it, it really is fun. And harvest time is that, it's that time of the year where we, you know, there's a lot of activity in the winery. Everybody mm-hmm. is in a good mood. Um, you know, we're going to have a couple of beers after work every now and again. Uh, we dig our tanks together. Um, we have a little competition in the winery on how oh, to do the quickest. Um, you know, so we, we really try and have fun with it. Um, and I think it shows in the wine as well. You mentioned that, you know, you do have a really young team. But what I love also about Kleinesaltia is the roots date back to 1695. So that's quite a while ago. Like, do you find that, is it amazing to work with a winery that has such history, but then at the same time, you're given that full control to be able to really be innovative and push things forward. It's the the old traditions, you know, melting into this new modern focus as well. Yeah, for sure. So we have a a, a really rich and long history. that was in the 1600s you know you had to have some farming on it and vineyards on it for it to be proclaimed so mm-hmm. you know wines have been grown here for a for a very long time and then you know there was the the, the sort of modern history of cleaners also there was a german um, guy called nicholas Kleefs who came in and he was the first owner and named it cleaners also and Kruters also who's the two farms so mm-hmm. the brand is just Kleiner Salzer, but there's there's two farm sections. The one is Kleiner Salzer and Grütter Salzer. And uh, vineyards have been planted here for more than 300 years. But we also see ourselves as a rich history, but we are not a an old winery or an old brand no. that has mm-hmm. these big white sort of Cape Dutch homesteads. <laughs> we are a we're, we're a modern winery. We see ourselves as sort of an urban winery. You, you been here we are yes. almost part of the town you know so mm-hmm. if, you, if you drive into the estate it's a it's an housing estate as well we've got a golf course on the estate there's uh, hotels there's uh, there's restaurants so we really see ourselves sort of as an urban modern winery um but with our roots you know we have we have long and deep roots in in history so for us it's very important to be that you know the, to look back at history but also to make sure that we are relevant and uh, that we are a modern and we stay on top of things and that we we know what the consumer wants. And actually, do you know what? You're so right because what I love about your whole range is that you make wines, I mean, certainly I can talk from the UK perspective that are in Waitrose. These are then much more kind of everyday approachable wines and then you make wines all the way up to super aspirational and it's amazing and everything in between. And I have to say as well, I'm sure I told you this, but in conclusion, after my two weeks in South Africa, the lunch that we had at your restaurant was up there as one of the best meals we had. The food, I can still remember the potato, <laughs> the potato that your chef did. I don't know, yeah. the layered fried thing. I don't yeah. even know what you call the potato. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. I, I, I can see it in front of me. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. If only, sorry, everyone. I can, we can talk about so wine. But... Lunchtime. We can't oh, my God. I know, I know. But you know what was amazing? So for anybody who wants to go to um, Stellenbosch, what's amazing about your estate, I was so shocked. You drive in and, yeah, people live there. It's amazing. But yeah, you it's can an go, amazing if, oh, The Fame Boss is insane. The beautiful, my favorite, like these purple flowers that kind of just go out in this big old circle I mean just amazing and you get to those lodges 
And you can stay in the lodge, which we did, that were just immaculate. And there's just a pool at the end. And then you can just literally <laughs> walk for your breakfast, which is just down the road. And yeah, when I was looking out where we were sat, we, you know, in these lodges obviously have a proper kitchen as well. So we brought in some food because we wanted to drink some wine and we sat out on the balcony and we're looking out on the golf course. And I was just thinking like my dad, he absolutely loves golf. And I'm, yeah, by the way, you are going to receive my parents at some point. They're like... Oh. They're going to go, Here I think they're, yeah, they're coming up to their 50th anniversary. <laughs> so they're like, right, wine, food, golf. My dad is in heaven. You know, my mum can just yeah. do some reading on the pool whilst he goes and plays some golf. It's amazing. But what I loved about the restaurant, apart from the fact that the quality is just insane, but you had that option where you have all the dishes, but you can choose to have them tapas style or small plate or big plate. And everyone... Yeah totally go tapas you need to taste everything but it means that you can try so much of this beautiful food at actually very reasonable prices and it's just all spot on I just that that's what I loved I didn't see that in any other place you know normally there's your yeah, menu yeah, have a yeah. starter have a main course but to be able to have and it's not tapas the way people think you know just very small little plates and you you know there was the two of us and we they were these small little tapas plates were still perfect to share between two people before going on to the next one. Oh, it was divine yeah but that's a, it's a wonderful concept and I mean if you just the whole cleaners holzer and the dissolzer estate and, and you know that was why and how it was designed is that if you come here there's all the good things in life you know you can have golf you can play golf you can have a good lunch you can stay over in a in a in a nice hotel uh you can have the best some of the best wines in the world and uh, you know they all speak together and the restaurant mm. at the moment as you mentioned you know you can have three different sizes of each uh, of each plate and so you can build whatever you want. And if you only feel like something big in one dish, then you can have that. And uh, I think it's a wonderful concept. And uh, uh, the people are really enjoying it so far. We've had a very good season as well. So we're very fortunate that tourism is, is almost back to normal. Um, good. Yeah. You totally deserve it. Now, the theme of this episode I chose specifically because <laughs> when I was tasting many of your different wines, for me, oh, I'm biased. I absolutely bloody love a Chenin Blanc. Yours were delightful, and I really liked that you had all these different tiers, so it was so interesting to kind of see them build up, see what happens as you add more oak, see what happens as the vines get older, all this kind of thing. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I want to ask you, if somebody listening is like, well, what the hell is Chenin Blanc? I think sometimes people actually go, oh, Chenin Blanc, is that like Sauvignon Blanc? Because it sounds the same, and which is fair. So... It's not, for everyone listening, it's not at all. How would you describe Chenin to someone who has never tasted this grape variety? Yeah, so of course Chenin, uh, you know, as most uh, grape varieties, they have the origin, the, the origins are in in France. But mm -hmm. at the Shh, moment, don't tell as it stands, yeah, <laughs> South <laughs> Africa, South Africa is the biggest um, producer of Chenin Blanc in the world, mm -hmm. um, by far. And Chenin is a amazing versatile grape variety so in South Africa it, we use it to make uh, a lot of our brandies and uh, I don't know if you know that but uh, yeah you know, well you, yeah, you that's that's what you used to do as well yeah that's so what we that do, mm. and, and we still do um, yeah from from Shannon and then of course now you know after that uh, people started playing around and they you know we, we figured out that the Shannon in South Africa make, actually makes um, amazing amazing wines so we have a lot of different terroirs and a lot of different styles being produced. So Shannon in its in its sort of um, elegant form or, you know, uh, will be fresh and fruity. It will have a lot of sort of that white peaches and lychees mm. and guava characters um, that, that, that we love. And then as it, as it becomes more serious, you, when you add oak or you add some amphora or maybe some concrete to it, the wine and the... And, and the texture and the layers just become more complex and complex. And then yeah. a lot of Shannon, you can have a full riper style as well. So you have the mineral style, but you also have a fully riper style. And then there is some noble lights being made as well from Shannon. So it is really a very, very versatile um, grape variety. Uh, you can have it, as I mentioned, from a fresh and fruity style to a very, very serious style to a, to a sweet uh, noble late style or a late harvest as well. And of course, sparkling as well. <laughs> Everything. Uh, I forgot about sparkling. Sorry, <laughs> my mistake. Sparkling as well. <laughs> it does it all. We love it. Does it all. It does it yeah. all. But it is really a, a very versatile grape variety, and and 
I think a, a, a variety that South Africa is championing at the moment. You are championing. And I think from my, I mean, whenever you quote a figure online, you know that the minute you've even read it, it's probably out of date. But I mean, I think it's over 50% of all of the global vineyards planted with Chenin Blanc are in South Africa. So I don't know whether that figure is still correct. Uh, I think it can be. Yeah, yeah. Sure. we'll go with yeah. it's, it. I, I read it on the internet somewhere. It must, <laughs> must be true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that Chenin Blanc has done so well in South Africa? I really think it's the quality. I think the winemakers and the producers in South Africa has really stepped up their game. I think the, the, the international buyers and the public are seeing what we can do. Mm-hmm. If you look at the quality of the wines compared to other regions, it just really speaks, um, you know, it speaks for itself. We have a lot of different sites and a lot of different styles, as I mentioned. And I think that is the main reason for it. I think, you know, we have a lot of different sites. And, and as you go into different regions, into Stellenbosch, you get different areas that makes different wines. Mm. And uh, you, so you can travel around and have all these different profiles of wines that in one region or in two or, two or three different regions. And if you look at different profiles and old bush vines, and we'll talk about that probably a bit later, you know, yeah. those older vineyards that is... Um, that is telling different stories of the past and how our industry is growing as well and how, how we are evolving again and bringing all the vineyards back. Yeah, it's just an amazing story. Well, you said, and it's obvious, you know, you move a different grape variety to a different area with different soils, slightly different climates. It's going to give you something different. But you are based in Stellenbosch. I'm yes. tasting these Chenin Blancs from Stellenbosch. How do you think that compares to, I guess much more of the Chenin in, I guess, Swartland. There's a lot more actually planted in Swartland, isn't there? And up yeah. on that kind of West Coast. Do you, can you differentiate Stellenbosch, Chenin Blanc specifically? Is that easy to do? Yes, you can. I think if you, you can definitely differentiate Stellenbosch. Um, I think most of, uh, there's a lot of Chenin planted in, in Swartland, but there's, if you, if you look at your heritage vineyards and your older, older styles of Chenin and your old vineyards, uh, mm-hmm. there's more older Chenins in Stellenbosch than there is in the Swartland at the moment. Interesting. Okay. Okay. But they, they have completely different styles. And uh, the Stellenbosch style, and, and it's got to do with the, the soils. Um, mm-hmm. if you, most of our soils and in Stellenbosch, we have a very, very big sort of focus on decomposed granite. And you um, love that. In fact, you made I me love that. Yep. <laughs> love that. It's, uh, it is. It is what makes Stellenbosch so amazing. And I showed uh-huh. you some of those granite yes. foils. Yes. Oh, you, you know, did. They are. They are literally like these uh, decomposed granitic. They are white. They are flaky. Mm. And in the wine, it just it makes such a big difference on the taste profile of these wines. So for us, you know, you can make a lot of different styles as well, but for our focus on granite soils is to bring that sort of minerality and the flintiness that we get from these granitic soils into our wines. And there's different ways and means of how we can enhance that. Um, but compared to Swartland, you know, Swartland sometimes have uh, a much more fuller and uh, bolder approach. Um, Swartland usually has a little bit less alcohol because they harvest a little bit earlier to preserve the, the freshness and the acidity and the natural acidity because they are a little bit warmer than Stellenbosch. So it is quite a difference in style between Stellenbosch and, and Swartland. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. And I guess, yeah, I've picked out, I remember, minerality in across your range. And I guess, as you're saying, that then is coming perhaps from those decomposed granite, these really ancient soils. I think that's something that is just so exciting, how old these soils yeah, actually are as well. It's amazing. I've, I've, I told you there's, a, there's that one spot where, you know, when I really have a bad day, then I go sit there. I sit on my little granite rock and Absolutely. Uh, compose oh. myself again. <laughs> Everybody, when you look at my socials, once this is out, I will make sure that I have a picture of us on those rocks because it is special. But we're going to get to that in a second. I wanted just to ask you, we talked about old vines and the older the vines, obviously one simple thing that happens is that the yields are less. And that's always a really good thing because am I right in thinking that Chenin Blanc, probably one of the the hardest or worst parts about it is that if it's just high yielding, it's a pretty neutral grape variety. Is that one of the biggest challenges with Chenin? Um, 
Yes and no. Um, okay. There's there's certain areas and certain vineyards that you do want the high yielding. You know that, mm-hmm. for instance, if you are going to make brandy, you actually want it to be more neutral. Yeah, than neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's ways that you do this. So we, in in different in different areas, we make different wines and at different price points. And this is where it really gets interesting because in Stellenbosch, it usually is low yielding. Um, yeah. As you've mentioned, it, it, it is usually old vineyards. It's usually old bush vines. And in those vineyards, the yields are very low. Um, they are mm. just naturally low. You you will not be able to make um, to get big crops out of them. They are usually very stable as well. Um, it's usually in the bigger production areas where there are trellised vineyards where you get massive ups and downs in harvest, mm-hmm. um, in quantities as well. Um, these old vineyards are very stable in, in, in the way that they go about it. Uh, I think I've mentioned this to you as well. You know, it's almost like an old lady. <laughs> they've seen it. They've seen the drought. They've seen the wet years. They've seen a lot of wind. They've seen everything. And they are just very stable. They take it in their stride mm-hmm. and they know how to go about their business. Um, where the younger vineyards, they've got a lot of crop on them. They're, they, they are still fluctuating a lot. And, uh, and so for us in Stellenbosch, it's, it's, we usually work with low yielding, um, low yielding vineyards, mm-hmm. um, because it is, most of them are older, they are bush vines, and, uh, they just give a lot more concentration than you would with, uh, high yielding, uh, vineyards. And you talk about bush vines and gosh, in your favorite place, which we will discuss, uh, they are the most beautiful, magical bush vines that just move gracefully in the wind. But what, what's the difference, like do, bush vines compared to trellis vines, do you think? Is there a yeah, difference? Yeah, so, so, yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference. So <laughs> I, I, we, on and we work with 100% just bush vines. Um, okay. And the the main reason for that is that in a bush vine, so there's maybe for the listeners, there's no there's no trellising system. So you know, if you look at vineyards in the UK or in you know where there's poles and wires, mm-hmm. and all your 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 bunches are sort of almost in the same zone. Where in a yeah. bush vine is a vine growing straight out of the soil, they usually have sort of these five arms, and they they gnarly and bold, <laughs> and some of them are long, yeah. and some of them are short. <laughs> so in the in these vineyards or in these vines, you get these different little microclimates inside each vine. So because yeah. some of the some of the bunches are in the sun, some of them are on the ground, some of them are in the shade, some of them, you know, they just have all these little, some of them are open, closed, high, low, you know, so they, they get different flavor profiles in each little vine. Mm-hmm. And yes, bush vines are usually lower bearing so there's a better concentration as well so for us bush wines make special wines because they are you get better concentration they're usually older and you get all these different little microclimates in one even in one little vine so Mm. it makes a much more complex wine interesting i love that so we we've been like hinting haven't we we keep on saying your favorite place (laughs) and i loved it too because any place where you can be standing in a vineyard, you can see the ocean, you're surrounded by mountains, is officially the happiest place on earth, yeah. right? And this is what, so where is, this is, this was, am I right? It's Fergrove, isn't it? Yeah, it was, in, it's, a, it's a little parcel in Fergrove. So I'm actually getting goosebumps as I'm sitting here. Because oh, because it, it is. Really is a, it really mm-hmm. is a, a special place. It's a yes. special place for us all. And um, many years ago when I was still a student and, it's actually sad that I'm saying this many years ago because I got a fright this morning when I sort of counted the amount of harvest that I've already done. I'm, I'm not as young as I feel anymore. So uh, Don't worry. Listen, so, as long as you just refer to how you feel, yeah. don't let reality yeah. get in the way. So, so many years ago when I was still a student and we had a, a, a professor at the university, Ivan Archer, who's already passed away, and we were in a vineyard and... Uh, he said that a vineyard that can see the ocean is a happy vineyard. <laughs> and I am I can relate to this because I'm also sort of an ocean baby. I I love the ocean. I yeah. as soon as I'm close to the ocean or on the ocean, fishing or in the ocean, I'm happy. And I can mm-hmm. I think the vineyards are the same. Yeah. So this specific vineyard is also it's just this wonderful place where it's on this heavily decomposed granite soil, it's planted around this granitic sort of rock that sits in the middle 
and it's planted in it almost looks like a desert type soil because of the granite that flows down. Mm-hmm. And um, you can see the ocean, you can see the mountains, and it's, it gets that breeze from the ocean every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah, and I and can feel just, it. You can mm-hmm. feel it. And you can just see the, you know, these vineyards are 40 years old, but they are still happy. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is why the wines are so great that comes from there as well. You know, they are happy. They are, they've got a good view. They've got this cooling climate from the ocean and just everything works together. So Fergrove, just for anybody who hasn't been to Stellenbosch, this is, we are going to the more southern part of the Stellenbosch wine growing area. How many kilometers is it to the coast? It's from really there? close. Ooh, uh, probably about, as the crow flies, maybe seven yeah yeah from there as the crow flies yeah. um yeah so fur is is sort of adjacent to somerset west it's the furthest part it's the furthest part of Stellenbosch to the to false bay yeah well, let's put, it, put it that way yeah. and the most beautiful thing as we've just said is that there are these two huge round rocks that just sit there in that middle of that vineyard like majestic seats waiting for you just to lean on them just to sit on them and just take your time and feel the the breeze running through take a deep breath yeah you i mean you you've been there now and that's the Mm -hmm. magical thing about that that area is that there's a calmness to it there's a you know you you sort of go back to you you know you can see the older again it's it's sort of that the thing that you, when you stand there, you know there's a story. And you can see it in the wines as well. The wines tell a different story. This is going to sound very geeky now. but it, <laughs> Geek the, away. The, 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 the wine has got a soul. You know, it's, a, it's different to a, mm. a young, fresh, vibrant fruit wine, which yes. also has its place. Eh? It's, you you mm-hmm. get the high-quality wines that is, that is made in that style as well. But the wines that come from there... They tell a different story. There's a calmness to it and layers and textures that um, when you stand in this vineyard, you actually can relate to when you taste the wine. Okay, well, I'm going to have to start opening up some wine, aren't I? Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you twisted my arm. Oh, good. Right, well, I'm going to start with the vineyard selection Chenin Blancs this is 2022 which does is fermented in barrel so this isn't yes. just the simple fruity clean fresh vibrant style this does have some barrel type this sometime in barrel it, but this none of the vines come from our special site that we're talking about are they no there's a there's a little portion of oh, that a little that bit comes from okay yeah, so there is a little bit okay. of a little bit of that that goes in there but the vineyard selection is, uh, is, is Stellenbosch based, but it, we work with a lot of different parcels in and around mm. Stellenbosch. Okay. So it's parcels that is from Firgrove. Um, that specific block that we were in does get in a little bit, but there's a lot of other vineyards, also older, um, older vineyards that yep. are very close to that. And, but then we also work with some vineyards on the other side of Stellenbosch, sort of closer to Bottleray and even in the Devon Valley area as well. So this is, okay. as I said, is a vineyard selection. It's selections of vineyards in Stellenbosch. It's fermented in barrel, um, but there's no new oak. Um, and most, all of our Shannons, we, we do not use any new oak on it. It is uh, new oak in Shannon just kills the fruit and the texture of the wine. So we use older barrels. Um, mm. to ferment it and for us it's important to have the entire process of fermentation in barrel it helps with the integration of the wine um, so we need that full process that it ferments in there and then it ages in that same vessel so uh, it's a it's a it's a good expression of Shannon in Stellenbosch um, different parcels and uh, as of 2022, I think you'll see that there's also a heritage sticker on it that says it's certified uh, uh, yes. heritage vineyards. Ab- absolutely. Which mm-hmm. is older vineyards, vineyards older than 35 years old. So yeah. as of 2022, we've certified all of our vineyards as heritage um, Chenin Blanc vineyards. So you can see on the wine, there's a lovely richness. There's a texture to this wine. It's fuller, you know, it's a, it's a sweeter style. Um, but there's, there's that textures and layers on the pellet. It just keeps on going and giving. No, you're, you're so right. Because like you said, you're not using any new oak. But the richness, the mouthfeel, the, the opulence. I actually think that is the word that I want to use. There is an opulence to this wine. And yeah. it's like there's the, with the texture... 
it's this got this soft but almost sweetness of like brioche bread that was maybe intermingled with loads of really ripe apricots. It's really uh, gorgeous, yeah. and but it's completely dry. But it's it's so ripe that it's going to that tropical edge, and you're getting yes. for me like. You you know when you get a really ripe mango that is so like so soft it like if you were to pick it up it slips out of your hand because it's like so slithery because it's so ripe that is also what I get but it's very luscious you know it's very Mm -hmm, it's it's a a giving wine it keeps on giving Mm -hmm. it is all about ripeness of fruit it's all about texture it has for me. This very tiny touch of flintiness on the finish, yes. like not when you're drinking. Yes. It's all about texture, richness, fruit on the uh, as you're as you're smelling and you're drinking, and then it just finishes with something a little bit softer and and flinty and more mineral right on the finish. And I think that then brings everything together to give you this real lovely complexity where you can actually really think about this wine as well as just knock it back and enjoy it because it's so giving of fruit. This actually, this is a great wine for people I think who are having a dinner party and you've got some wine lovers some people who are really into analyzing wine and some people who are used to just drinking anything and they just want it to be fruity because it's not going to offend them but you can really still get dig deep and and the pricing of this everybody is insane in England I've written that so Vinum is doing this for £12.50 Wine Direct is doing it for $12.71. If you're feeling really posh and you don't mind paying an extra couple of pennies, you can go to Fenwick. Did you know that you're in Fenwick for £15? Sure. Do it, do it before the before the taxes go up, eh? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Everybody buy, buy a case now then. What, yeah, but remember, everything's going to go up. Yeah, everything is going to go up, eh? It's a lot of wine for that price. That I must admit. It's so much. Honestly, yeah. I absolutely love this. And I just think that because it has a nice mouthfeel, again, you're going to be able to have it with richer foods. Actually, do you have a something that you would pair with this? Ooh. Yeah. Um, sure. I do. Because it is, is fuller and uh, sweeter, I definitely go lighter and edgier on the food, you know, so that mm-hmm. it doesn't clash. So for this for this specific one, I think I'll go fresher. I'll go sort of summer scented, Ooh, maybe okay. even with a little piece of barbecued uh, chicken in the salad, but yeah, with yeah. a nice and zesty um, salad dressing as well. To be honest, as well, I would just literally, if you get some juicy prawns and tempura them, oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, we haven't we haven't actually touched on the fact that. Chenin Blanc has beautiful acidity. It's a high yes. acidic grape. This has all of that. So it's going to cut through anything with a little bit of oiliness yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. so kind of with that tropical flair that the wine has with some, for me, tempera prawns. Oh, oh, heaven. <laughs> so, so. In South Africa, we don't tempura them. We actually dry them on the fire. Of, well, of course you do. Fire. And actually, to be fair, that would still work because with a smoky quality oh, to the tempera, goes really well with ripe tropical fruit flavors and wine so perfect perfect so perfect. You, you can put them on the barbecue with just literally just lemon juice and uh, salt and pepper and uh, it will be one of the most memorable meals of your life sometimes keeping things simple that is actually yep. the key right so i'm opening up now the family reserve 2020 so again old bush vines i think everyone everything's old bush vines here <laughs> Yes. <laughs> every wine but the family <laughs> am I right in the family reserve the selection because it's not just obviously Chenin Blanc you also do Syrah and Sauvignon Blanc Cabernet Sauvignon this is like the flagship wines level am I right in yes that's yeah okay so family reserve is our our top top end um, of our range yes um, yeah, and, and this Chenin the 2020 and this is where we really get to very specific vineyards and uh, we're predominantly comes from the vineyards that we visit. Um, Yay! And they're also <laughs> in 2020. They they are they come from heritage vineyards. And 2020, we just didn't have the certification, and we haven't certified it yet. Uh, but it's the same vineyards that we are still using, and uh, these wonderful vineyards that you've seen. 
And uh, so we, it's almost the same as with the vineyard selection. We, we, we bring them into the winery. Um, we ferment them in barrel. Has this got a little bit of new oak? Uh, no, there's no, no new okay. oak in that either. No, no new okay. oak on that either. Maybe newer oak, but not newer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you understand. So there, there yeah. might be barrels that are more yeah, younger barrels, not newer barrels. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. and it still goes through it. It still ferments in there. In 2020, there was a small portion of uh, amphora blended into the, mm. into the wine as well. So Shannon that was fermented in terracotta amphora pots um, that was blended back into into the into the blend. And you can just see that, you know, there's that freshness in the back. There's a mineral touch on this wine as well. And, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, at the moment, a two-year-old, well, no, no, it's a three-year-old. Three. Uh, and the wine is really only coming to life now. It is only, it's only beginning. It's the beginning of this wine, this wine's life now. It, it, uh, so anything from now and for the next five years will be perfect to drink. Do you know what I love about this now? You, you've gone to another level of maturity. So whereas, so there's all this beautiful, very defined fruit, but they're not now so obvious and in your face and you're not going yeah. for this kind of opulence, lusciousness of fruit. There's this really savory edge. So when you smell it, you get this lovely quince which actually i always find quince is yeah. a, a, a defining name a, a defining flavor that's often in shenan but i get this quince but then it's like this this kind of real fresh lemon and lime vibe like underlaid with a bit of honey and that's i think maybe coming from some some barrel aging but then yes. there's a bit of almond flakes there's like something or almond skins even you know actually the skins rather than flakes because it feels more savory to it yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. it's just really really interesting you have that slight it feels like a lick of vanilla but it's it's far it's more savory it seems more serious but it's still got lovely weight um a, a very silky mouth coating mm-hmm. and i love the I, I like the almond flakes but i agree with you i think it's more savory yeah and there is that there is that, that ripeness um yes that we do get but it is definitely more and that that almond flakes that you were talking about you know you can it, it sort of gives that idea that there's mm. and for me that character is directly linked to the mineral side as well. It sort of has that when you when you almost like if you have peanut um, skins as well and you rub it in your hand. Yes, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh-huh. Almost the toasty like character uh-huh. that you could yes. imagine. That's exactly what mm. exactly that, yeah. It's beautiful. And then you said, like, for me, it's whereas maybe the first one had this uh, slight flintiness on the finish, this one even with the mouthfeel, it's like a slight chalkiness to what is still very silky. But it's just so interesting how different they are. But they still all have that real vibrant fruit, beautiful acidity, lovely texture and mouthfeel. Um, so it's just... Mm. Uh, it's, uh, it's amazing to work with these vineyards. And uh, the winemaking is actually easy. We try not to intervene. We're not... We're not natural winemakers or trying to, you know, it's it's literally just guiding what we have in the vineyard and, uh, you know, working with them and trying to bring out the best of it. Would you, now there is still, because this is savory, would you, I mean, I, I think this could still go with a bry. Yeah. <laughs> everything, um, everything could go with a bry. Everything goes with a bry, eh? Yeah. You know what I'm what I'm thinking and I've, I'm, I've, I've said this, I, I love the ocean, so. Mm-hmm. I love uh, I love fishing, so mm-hmm. I've got this in my head. We, we we actually went fishing the one time, my my first time on my own boat. Let's put it that way. We okay. Cape Point. Uh-huh. Uh, we go around Cape Point and you go uh, fishing for yellowtail. So okay. me and two friends were on the boat and we're fishing and we actually by chance caught a yellowtail. It wasn't by, <laughs> it was by accident that we caught this fish, but uh, uh-huh. we we targeted it and, and it was amazing. So we went back home. And uh, we did half of the yellowtail. Yellowtail is almost like a white, very firm fish, like tuna, but not as rich as tuna. So okay. a white fish. And we, we did some sashimi with that. Oh, um, 
and that sort of in with a pokeball i could just see with this one i think it, it it's amazing yeah now that's a very very clever idea because again because you've got the the vibrancy and the freshness but there's that savory more restrained thing yeah. so you're having a bit of the the nice just the the neutral rice to kind of keep everything in balance so it's not just it's too flavorsome uh, meal yes. yeah a pokeball beautiful what a beautiful cho- i'm not i'm just going to leave it there i'm not even i mean i was going to go with things toasted smoky roasted chicken blah 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 i, I prefer you <laughs> i'm going to shut up you did you did good all right all right so <clears throat> if you like the idea of this wine you can get it from fairham wine cellar for 21 pounds if you buy 12 otherwise it's 23 you can get ah, you can get it from Vinum for 20 pounds 50 there you go there is an absolute oh. bargain yeah um hedonism and of course, we all know if yes, you live in England, hedonism is the sweetie store for wine lovers. Obviously, you have to pay a little bit more because it's hedonism. They're doing it for £24. And, and there's their Sauvignon Blanc too as well, if you're just feeling yes. curious. So, And there's actually, I think that hedonism is, is correct here because I looked, they've got quite a lot of your wines, but they're all, apart from the one Sauvignon Blanc, they're all Chenin. So quite clearly, like me, they love your Chenins. They, they must have a good, <laughs> they must have great taste buds. They have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me right but talking about taste buds and talking about hedonism as well of course they stock the project z because you know why would they not this is very special can we talk about project z where the hell did this even come from Phew. Um, <laughs> so this was this was um winemakers playing around and you know we, as always as always and uh we started working with Terracotta and Forest in 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, we've made a lot of mistakes as well, but we've made some awesome wines um, as well. So Project Z actually started with, with winemakers. We, we played in the, in the winery, we made some amazing wines. Some Shannons, we made some skin contact Shannons, we made some Syrah, we made some Grenache. Everything sort of got to do with amphoras, or aging in amphoras, or fermentation in amphoras, and then... But to take it to the next level, we bottled these wines and put them away to taste how they evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, because doing something with a new vessel, um, you don't want to incorporate it into our family reserve or vineyard selection, for instance, and then after 12 months, then it all goes belly up, you know? <laughs> so we bottled it, and then after a year, we, we opened them and we started tasting these wines, and they were just superb. We, we invited some of our friends who are sort of leaders in the very small, um, sort of the niche market of very quirky, very funky, high-quality wines, and they were all amazed by the quality. So we went back to the drawing board and we said, this, you know, we've learned a lot out of it. Um, we, have, we now have a couple of vintages in stock already, and uh, it would be sad just to sort of, you know, drink it out ourselves. It would have been fun, but um, you know, we... <laughs> yeah. we we, we need to share this with, uh, the with world. our friends and with share the this world. with the world. So we came up with a concept called Project Z or Project Z. And mm-hmm. um, every label is made and handmade by the winemakers or the viticulturist or even some, some of the people that work in the winery themselves. And even some uh, this last year, we, we sent some other people in the, in the finance department as well. We wanted to. We actually wanted to test the finance department's uh, ability to work outside and not on a computer. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so, so and, but it, they, 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 they did a good job. So, oh. so all the all the labels are are lino cuts or lino cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with a artist in South Africa called Hugh Paul Foster, and we go there every year for like a two day workshop, and then we design these labels uh, for everyone. So every year the Shannon. From 18 to 19 to 20, they will have different um, different labels. It will it will all look the same sort of format, but the intrinsics will be different. And uh, they are lino cuts, so you cut out the inverse on your on your lino, and then you do a print on of it. So they're all prints. Um, they are small, unique little parcels. Um, they tell every every label tells a bit of a different story as well. Mm-hmm. And the wines are just really, really superb. They are the specific one that you are tasting now is the eighteen. Ne? It, it is, and I'm drinking bottle number three hundred and ninety-one out of four hundred and twenty-six bottles produced. Wow! So it is very limited. 
the the wine is super. This specific is from that vineyard that uh, you were standing in, mm. but it was uh, fermented in amphoras and then aged in an amphora for 12 months before we bottled it. So mm. you can just see on the difference in texture, there's a, there's a saltiness and a minerality on this wine. That More than just sort of any others. Yes. 100%. Exactly. So every year we play around with it. The follow-up vintages you know, starts getting um, also predominantly amphora, but as we move in the, in the newer Shannon vintages that will be released later on, um, there's also concrete eggs involved, etc., etc. And we take what we learn from here mm. and we, we sort of use this as components into our family reserve as well. So smaller portions because um, family will always be barrel fermented, but there is a 10 or a 15% of amphoras or concrete being worked in later. So mm. it is really, Shannon is probably the one that we will always have in our portfolio as well in Project Z. Um, and it's the one that is a bit, you know, the first vintage was that very small one, which you have now as the <laughs> very first yeah. vintage. But every um, sort of the, the follow-up vintage, at least it's a thousand bottles. So we can we can reach a couple of more people. A by few more. Some of them, a few more, yeah. But the wines are just superb. It is. I mean, you've really taken just in these three wines alone, they've evolved and they've gone up a step. They've gone up a category and they've got more mineral. They've got more savory. The fruit has become more restrained, but very, very clearly defined. And for me, when you say like you smell it yeah. and I'm like, maybe there's like a gun flint. Exactly. But if you, if you smell that wine, then you, and you look back at that vineyard that we were in, you can see the connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we want to do. You know, I want yeah. to, we, we want to take that vineyard and really take it as pure as possible. And that's why and for us, the, the amphora really enhances that sort of mineral edge that we get from mm, it. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's beautiful gum flint, but then maybe even some white pepper. So you really have these lovely kind of s- savory, almost smoky notes. And then it just mixes in with yeah. some of that kind of I mean, ginger and this honey and beautiful peaches and even, and again, but then still striking lemon, but it, it's a really well put together wine. And what I would say is I have just opened it up now. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't let this breathe. And I think this it, just tasting it, I can see with all the different components because I could just make a list of loads of different fruits that I'm getting and loads of different flowers that seem to be popping out. I think there's just so much, but I think it will be something that maybe it just changes in yeah. 30 minutes, in an hour. I of think course. this is going to evolve so even, much. Even tomorrow. It, it, will, mm. it will still evolve until tomorrow. Okay, well, if I can behave, I'll uh, make sure there's some tomorrow and try. <laughs> if I can behave. <laughs> I can, actually. I don't know why I act like I'm so cool that, you know, no. I actually, I will leave some for tomorrow. So, this wine for everybody, you can get it in Fair and Wine Cellar for £39.50, which is amazing because most other people are doing it for about 45 or even 50 You know you can get it in Hedonism. There's a place called Roberts and Spite. Go to my show notes. You'll see the transcript so you can listen to all of our words. You can read the words as we're speaking, but also you'll see what I mean by Roberts and Spite. Um, it's amazing. I just, this is such a, it's a beautiful expression of Chenin Blanc. And I actually have to say, from all the Chenin that I have tasted whereas the family reserve I felt I have tasted before or it's what I expected this takes it to a different level this is much more to really think about to talk about it would be really interesting as it ages leave it in bottle for a few years I think this this is you know that's why that's the whole point I guess why you've bottled just a few hundred bottles right of course of course um and you know, it is it is a 2018 vintage, um, but the wine still has a a long time to go. Um, mm, it is mm-hmm. really just starting its life, as I've mentioned. Um, it's still got a long way to go, and it will age probably get better for the next five to ten years. And actually, just as well, it's funny. It's lovely and concentrated with beautiful fruits, but actually, um, the body is actually softer. It seems more subtle. It seems whereas the others were like really medium to full body. They really. Yeah had more oomph this is more delicate this is a mm, it is it's more more Mm. focused that's the word that's what i needed it's focused (laughs) well done oh no that's absolutely brilliant thank you so much for 
taking us through a little bit of Chenin Blanc. It's Chenin Blanc Day, everybody. Oh, hang on, wait, I wrote it down. Where did I write it down? 10th of June, there we go. Hashtag drink Chenin. 10th of June. So it's not long away. Everyone stock up with some Kleiner's Alti. Now, you don't have to, obviously, buy a £40 bottle of the Project Z, although I'd highly recommend it. Yep. You can go to Waitrose. It's like eight ninety nine for the Zalsi bush vines, and you're yes. going to get something. With that, you'll get something really vibrant and very fruity and tropical and lively, right? Yes. So yep. you go to Waitrose, and even in, in Morrison's, there's also a, a Zalsi. Ah, um, but you will, you, it, it will be uh, more on the fruit spectrum. But yes. then if you go to vineyard, the vineyard selection one that you have just tasted at mm-hmm. uh, 12, 13, 14 pounds. Oh, it's so worth it. A lot it. of bang for your buck. Yeah, T- that one, in fact, for it, price point to quality, 100%. Of course, yeah. I'm going to much prefer to drink the others. <laughs> <laughs> but the value in like the £12.50 for the vineyard yeah. selection all day, every day. RJ, you're amazing. I can't keep you any longer because I'm sure you've got to make somebody some tea. I'm sure you've maybe got to drive somebody to the airport or something. You know, I should let you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. I am, uh, I'm definitely going to make some coffee now. That's yeah, okay. the next <laughs> <laughs> make, that, make sure you make it for other people as well. Oh, I'll make a point. I'll make a oh, There you go. Perfect. Thank you. You're the best. And I will see you in the UK. Cheers. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Visiting that vineyard down in Fergrove, close to the coast, was a seriously spiritual and, and super inspiring time. It really makes you connect to the natural world and the cycle of life itself, especially seeing those old vines just shiver in the wind. I'm hoping that you are equally inspired as well. I'll continue our journey next week. I'm going to be talking with winemaker Mike Dawson of Journey's End. And our focus is going to be on the grape variety Chardonnay. So to finish off with, of course, I shall end with a wine quote. And I've chosen one from Robert Louis Stevenson. And he said, Wine is bottled poetry and a vineyard is the perfect setting to experience it. The rolling hills, the endless rows of vines, the way the sunlight dances through the leaves... It all creates a sense of peace and beauty that is impossible to find anywhere else. I thought that one was rather apt. So that is it for today, guys. If you're liking these episodes, don't forget to share with a wine-loving friend. Make sure you leave a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And of course, whilst you are breathing in the fresh air and dreaming of your next vineyard visit, may I wish you all a very beautiful and satisfying week. So until next week, wine friends, cheers to you.